Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as promised, uh, we have uh, two members of Congress, Representative Blake Moore from Utah's 1st Congressional District, on the line with us, along with Representative Bruce Westerman uh, from Arkansas, uh, 4th District there, I believe. And, uh, gentlemen, thanks, uh, both of you, for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Boyd. Great to be with you. It's probably not going to be hard to tell which one's Blake's voice and which one's the guy from Arkansas. <laughs> We're going to have to work on Representative Moore's accent. He's, we we got to work on that just a little bit. Uh, Representative Moore, let's let's start with you. Uh, the two of you uh, tag team for uh, just a, a fantastic uh, op-ed in Deseret News. We've got that up on our Facebook page, and you can read that at Deseret.com. Uh, talking about some of the things going on in the Natural Resources Committee and things relating to lands and so on. And uh, Representative Moore, why don't you give us just a little bit of, uh, of the backstory? Absolutely. Um, I think the top line piece to this is this is legislation that has been worked through in previous um, sessions in the 116th and even some before. As it jumped into the 117th after Republicans won several more seats, um, and we have, oh, what, what Ranking member Weston, you can confirm, but I think we've got like 35% turnover. New members, ready, willing, able to go in and, and do the work of Congress and, deli- and, and, and collaborate and, and come up with good solutions. And it was just kind of one of those bills that just got rushed through, right? And I think that's point. That, that, that's germane to the, to the main topic of our, our op-ed. No, no committee, no, no hearings, no markup that was done. And you know, this is stuff that's going to affect, it's largely focused in Colorado, this particular bill, but this is stuff that's going to affect Utah, and we need to make sure that we have a say in it. So I think that's kind of the main piece that we're, we're saying is we've got to go through the process. Um, these things have to have bipartisan support, remember, because there's two houses of Congress, and it goes over to the Senate. So the good thing is, is when they rush this thing through, it will likely not get much Republican support to get that to that 60-vote um, threshold in most cases. Uh, so there's some good with it, but um, you've got to go through the process, and we just we're kind of getting we weren't able to do that. Yeah, process definitely matters. And uh, Representative Westerman, I know you've uh, you've been on the committee there for uh, a little while, and uh, one of the things that I appreciated that uh, the two of you pointed out uh, is that we often end up with these false choices uh, in Congress and in a lot of these bills that have really nice sounding names to them. 
Uh, and it's either, you know, you either love the land and you're preserving every, you know, square inch of it or you hate hate it and you're going to, you know, burn down the planet. Uh, you two seem to be saying, hey, there, there's a lot of room to come together and, and say that, you know what, you can conserve and you can engage the land and be a careful steward. Yeah, that's a uh, <clears throat> great way to put it. And, uh, you know, Blake and I have something in common. Uh, we both replaced Rob Bishop. I replaced him as a ranking member on the Natural Resources Committee, and Blake obviously replaced him in uh, in Congress. Uh, you know, Rob did a great job leading the committee and serving uh, Utah. And I tell you what, um, I think y'all may have even improved when you got Blake, as you heard him explain there on the uh, uh, our op-ed. You know, he grasped the issues. I'm really excited to have Blake on the committee. And, you know, when we look at natural resources and how we're supposed to be good stewards of those resources, we believe that you can have a strong environment or a healthy, safe uh, and clean environment at the same time that you have a strong economy. It's this idea of market-based conservation, not preservation, where the left wants to oftentimes just, you know, try to regulate everything into utopia. We want to be good stewards and leave uh, the land and leave the country in better shape uh, than we found it. So that's kind of what my vision is for the committee, and I know Blake works uh, very hard for that. And these are issues that should be bipartisan. The big lands bill that went through last week, there were some, uh, you know, this is a conglomeration of about 23 bills. Some of those could have passed on what we call a suspension vote. Uh, easily pass through the House, but when they put them all together in one package, it created a, a bad package of bills that was highly partisan that probably has no chance of going anywhere in the Senate. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's just the tragedy of it all when they uh, just lump everything together into hundreds and thousands of pages. Uh, that's just uh, hard to get anything done in a, in a meaningful way. Uh, Representative Moore, as, as you look at the impact on Utah, obviously with uh, the amount of uh, land we have and the amount that is uh, not owned but controlled by <laughs> uh, the, the federal government, uh, what do you hope to, to do and what, what are those bipartisan opportunities uh, that you and Representative Westerman are, are eyeing uh, as you try to move things forward? Let me just quickly comment on what, ranking member was saying i sat and listened in the debate and abigail spamberger out in here in virginia someone i have a relationship with she's a very productive good member of congress i believe she's a democrat she got up and talked about her amendment and i leaned to john curtis and i said john there's a lot there i think i could you know look that's something to really consider there's local inputs they've thought through this they've gone it gets lumped in with like 17 other things that i'm not going to support i I can't go vote for that but when john curtis gets done in a way his was a singular singular vote he was able to go and rally support from the Democrat Party and from the minority. John Curtis's one single amendment actually got passed. It's a good thing. It's a, it, 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 it allows for a study to take place on, um, you know, simple, just good measure. So uh, overall, with, resp- with respect to your question, we, we just we need to be able to communicate what we face in Utah. We have a very different circumstance than states. Um, elsewhere in the country where they don't have nearly as much public lands as we do. Um, and it's a benefit to us in many ways, but it also hinders us. Uh, and we just need to be able to communicate that support and, and win over hearts and minds in some cases. So. Yeah, so, so important. And uh, and also to prevent just the sweeping uh, things that get done by executive order 
which, of course, we've seen swing both ways in the state of Utah. Uh, Representative Westerman, we just had a, a texter uh, chime in and uh, talking about some of these bills and how they're packaged and what the you know magnanimous names are. Uh, the, our texter said, if I put wheat in a package uh, that is labeled, labeled gluten-free and I sell it, I broke the law. <laughs> How come lawmakers are not held to the same labeling standard when it comes to their bills? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's a, a rule we need to pass in the, in the next Congress. But uh, it's almost to the point where you can look at the name of the bill and realize that it's probably going to do uh, uh, just the opposite. I mean, we've got a bill on the floor now called the For the People Act that's going to nationalize elections. Um we, uh, you know, bills like COVID relief that have to do with everything but COVID relief. So it's really not uh, truth in advertising when you look at the title of, of some of these bills, which is unfortunate. But it's our job, uh, Blake and mine and other members, to uh, analyze these bills and to get the word out on what they're really about, uh, which um, I think we're doing a pretty good job of that. We sometimes have an uphill battle. But that's why we write op-eds and why we uh, do interviews like this is to try to share with the American people the, the truth and what these bills are going to do. Yeah, so so vitally important. And I, again, I really appreciate the fact that uh, you're talking about uh, public lands and natural resources in a way that uh, really show that we can have a thriving economy, that we can have good balance between being careful stewards uh, and also uh, looking out for those rural communities, many that are, are really suffering. Uh, Representative yeah, Blake, if I can oh, add, go ahead. Yeah, please. If I can add to that, you know, some people want to make it look like it's mutually exclusive, that you either have a uh, healthy environment or you have a strong economy, but you can't have, the, the, have them both. And I would argue that you have to have one to have the other. Yes. If you want to look at the crummiest environments in the world, go to where the economies are the worst. If yeah. you want to look for bad economies, go look where there's uh, – uh, little regard for the environment we do a pretty pretty doggone good job in the u.s um and we've got a good thing going and we're actually making the air cleaner and the water cleaner uh but we're able to do that because we've got a strong vibrant economy and we can't kill the economy and kill rural communities and think that we're going to benefit environmentally from that down uh down the road yeah Fantastic. Great insight uh, from both of you. Uh, Representative Westerman, uh, welcome to the airwaves in uh, Utah. We'll have you back again soon. And uh, Representative Moore, appreciate your work for the first district and really for the whole state, especially as it comes to energy and natural resources. Thanks to both of you for joining us today. Thanks, sir. Thank you. For the word, Lloyd. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, again, that's uh, Representative Blake Moore from Utah's first congressional district and Representative Bruce Westerman uh, from Arkansas's fourth district, uh, tag teaming and uh, doing some great work there. Again, we've got their uh, op-ed uh, up on our Facebook page, and you can also read that at Deseret.com. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. Few people realize that the Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem, has four verses. Did you know there's an unofficial fifth verse? Written by Oliver Wendell Holmes. Find out about that coming up next. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.